What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the pod. My name's Ari. Great to be here as always. Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, The Tragedy. Wow. I mean, wow. Who would have expected? We had such a big episode last week. I thought, you know, let's, we'll slow down a bit, but uh, we most certainly did not. So, yeah, spoilers are ahead, guys. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched the episode yet, go and watch it and then come listen to this after that. But, yeah, Robert Rodriguez... Congrats, buddy. I mean, seriously, what an episode. Um, I seriously didn't think the show could get any better. Like, as I said, last week, we, we, we have this massive episode. Ahsoka comes into live action. You know, the whole fandom gets up and about. And I was thinking, okay, like, that's great. But I think just just by the pattern of the show, I was expecting, yeah, we'll, we're going to take a few um, just to calm down and, you know, figure out what what are we doing next, you know. But no. Straight out of the bat, we got Boba Fett. Fennec Shand came back. We had some interesting things happen with um, Grogu and Gideon. So I'm going to get to all of that. We're going to talk about it. But um, yeah, I'm just going to break down the whole episode, go through the whole thing. But I mean, like, gee, before I do, Boba Fett, I've always, like, I've loved him. But I felt like, yeah, he's he's pretty overrated. Um but yeah, not anymore. He was awesome tonight. I loved him in the episode. Like, you know, the episode itself was just really good. Like last uh, week, I remember saying I loved like what they did, but I didn't really like the actual episode. You know, this was, I love what they did and I loved the episode. Like uh, this is probably, you know, an unpopular opinion, but I much preferred this episode to last week, you know, just wow like at times i got sort of fan filmy vibes like that's not a bad thing at all that's just because i watched a lot of fan films and just that was just because like the planet and the way it was lit and stuff i think so um it's just new to us really i like i didn't i mean i I don't know why i'm even bothering to criticize but if i had one criticism of the episode it's that tython looked kind of mm, underwhelming i'd say you know you see it in the dr afro comics and read about it in legends and all that but um, that's that's literally it. So, but let's not focus on that. This was such a good episode. Um, uh, let's go through it. Uh, so yeah, Din and Grogu messing around on the ship. Um, Din is sort of trying to train Grogu, but you know, obviously he can't. He's no Jedi. He's just a Mandalorian. But uh, so yeah, straight off the bat, we're going to Tython, and I'm so glad. You know, after seeing Cara Dune in the thumbnail when I went on Disney Plus, I was going, oh no, we're gonna go to Navarro. We're gonna mess around there for an episode and then at the end we'll be like oh okay time to go to tython but we just got straight there which i absolutely love and then the title card comes up the tragedy and immediately the thought that just went through my head is we're not going to be with grogu by the end of this episode and turns out i was right so yeah it was a tragedy because i'm still upset about what happened like i'm not thinking oh how could you favor how could you finally but I I'm upset because you know that's that's what this does to us like but it was it's great they did it really well so yeah um I, look I was expecting the planet to be like sort of snowy like in the Afro comics like I just said but um yeah so but pretty much he finds the stone straight away which did feel a little bit rushed but I understand why Rodriguez and Favreau sort of just wanted to not stuff around for a while looking for that and not mess up the the whole pacing of the episode so. I was fine with that choice. And um, yeah, so Din and Grogu jet back to the stone. Din places Grogu on the stone and bam, the slave one out of the sky. 
I got I got out of my chair and started screaming. I, I couldn't believe it because well, first I was like, we're on Tython. Okay, we're really going to have... A, I still, in my head, I was like, we're going to have a slow episode. You know, something will happen at the end with Grogu, but we're going to, you know, have a conversation with like the Jedi or something like that. And But no, it was just so much action and so much stuff going on. Like, I did not see this happening this season, let, uh, let alone tonight. So... Yeah, I mean, but anyway, Grogu starts to meditate and yeah, he's an absolute natural. He's got his hands and he's doing his little little thing. Um, and yeah, the stone starts to light up. So yeah, let's let's talk about this. I was going to talk about this later, but let's just talk about it now. What did he, what did he do? So did he communicate with a Jedi or did a Jedi sense his presence? I think, you know, I don't think he was just sitting there meditating. I think something was going on in, in his head, you know, with the force and all that. So um, I do think he communicated with one. I don't really have a guess on who. The two people that I think are like the only real possibilities um, are Ezra and Luke. And I know a lot of people think Cal, but for some reason, I just don't think it happens. If it ends up being Cal, I will come out and say I was wrong. But I seriously can't see that happening just because I think, you know, with Fallen Order 2 coming out, they don't want to, you know, mess around with that character too much. And they really want to keep his story focused in that game, which I think is a good idea. Um, but I definitely could be wrong. So out of Luke or Ezra, I think the more possible option is Ezra only because we just had a Soka and so we've got that whole story going on. So it just seems like that would work, but I, I'm really happy for it to be either. Like I, I don't really want Luke in the story as cool as it would be. Um, I talked about last week, you know, thinking that we weren't going to get to Tython until the end of the season that like Luke would uh, sense Grogu's presence, but yeah, I want like I do think Ezra is the more likely option, but um, yeah, as I've been very vocal about this, Ezra is my favorite Star Wars character. So if they do it, um, they got to do it right. So I'm pretty touchy about it. Raul Coley, I would love to play him, but by the way he was tweeting and sort of mucking around about it, I just so doubt that it is him because Disney would just not let him do that at all. So yeah, so straight off the bat, if we if it was Ezra, that means we wouldn't be getting Raul Coley, which is disappointing. So I don't even know, but I'm getting way too ahead of myself. I just saw uh, Grogu meditating on a stone and now I'm at why didn't Lucasfilm cast Raul Coley? <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if I want it to be Ezra because I want to know what's what's been going on since um, the end of Rebels. Like, where did he go? What have him and Thrawn been up to? So I would love to see that in the... Um, in its own thing, you know, and not just pick up with him in the Mandalorian and be like, oh yeah, I got rescued all this. I really want to see that story for itself. So yeah. And then with Luke, I, I don't really want to see him in the Mandalorian. Like, but once again, I do really think that Grogu was communicating with a Jedi here. And I think those are the only two possible, um, candidates. So like, we're really going to have to see, like, are we, is it going to be revealed later in the season who Grogu was talking to? Because I think what's going to happen is whoever he was talking to is going to be the person to come and save him, you know? Din is obviously going to form his, you know, mini Avengers like he did last season, but maybe as they're rescuing Grogu, things start to go bad and then, you know, bam, a Jedi pops in and who knows, Luke, Ezra, Cal, Leia, it, it could be anyone, but yeah, it's such intriguing stuff and I just have so many questions for going forward, which is great because, you know, they'll get answered eventually and hopefully I'll be satisfied with the answers. So yeah, Boba Fett and Din uh, have a chat. Uh, we, yeah, we see Boba Fett, which is like, wow, okay, he's talking. It's Tamara Morrison. This is incredible. So um, yeah, but I, 
once again, more questions. What has he been doing on Tatooine for the last five years? You know, if he knew Cobb had his armor, why did he never go to get it? Like, why was it only until another Mandalorian got it that he decided, okay, I'll go get it. But then how was Boba tracking Din? Like, oh, it's just so, so much information. But anyway... Uh, Boba has the classic line, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy, just like his dad in Attack of the Clones, which was great. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's at that point where it's like, it's not fan service, but it's also like the fans can be like, oh, that's awesome. Like, he's like his dad, you know, like, cause it, it, it makes sense for that to happen. Um, it, at least it does in my head. So, um, Boba says that, uh, the armor is Django's, like his armor. So, and that's all he wants, but if, if I am remembering right, I'm pretty sure in the Clone Wars, uh, Jango's helmet gets blown up or something. So maybe just like the chest plate or one of the shoulder pads is Jango's. Um, I'm sure, you know, you know, Filoni wrote Clone Wars and is uh, a part of the Mandalorian. So I'm sure that there'll be a, a decent explanation for that. But um, yeah, Fennec Shand is back. And I, I just think she's awesome. Like in episode five of last season, I was, you know, pretty skeptical Um but that's only because I probably just didn't really enjoy that episode at all. So I didn't think too much about Fennec and then she just died. So I was sort of like, Oh, whatever. But I think she's great right now. You know, she thinks, Oh, Boba saved me. I owe him my life and doing all this stuff. So I'm super down with all of that. But yeah, Fennec and Boba like are pretty reasonable and they sort of make a deal that, uh, cause as the Imperials start to approach, um, because they're tracking the Razor Crest, they make a small deal with Din that, uh, he'll give him the armor back if, Boba and Fennec help protect Grogu from the Empire. So they finally arrive um, and they've been tracking them for a while. I don't know why they didn't show up on Corvus or anything like that. Uh, maybe we'll find out later. But yeah, Boba is just ruthless. He is just tearing through <laughs> through the stormtroopers. Fennec is just awesome. But yeah, this, these action sequences were great. But honestly, some of my favorite in, in The Mandalorian. I mean, my only criticism is just that the, the planet looked a little off to me, but that's that's a really nothing criticism like it it looked awesome like boba was shredding them and i just wow like <laughs> i couldn't believe it it was great i absolutely loved it so yeah and then the, the stormtroopers are having this dialogue and he's like he's like oh what do we do and he's like oh just flake them you idiot and then he just starts running forward and of course just gets shot in the in the face but yeah just loads of action going on din's trying to get grogu from the stone but it keeps pushing him away with his little force field so and then Din's like, okay, well, looks like he's protected in his force field, so I'm going to run away. And then as soon as he does, the force field evap- evaporates and the child like just passes out pretty much. So, yeah, was the co- did the conversation with the Jedi that he was having just finish or, you know, was he just not having a conversation? Was he just meditating? I, I highly doubt it because he really seemed to have ta- hit to like tap into the force um, when, all, when all that meditation stuff was going on. But then Boba eyes off the razor crest I, he, I think he sees his armor in it or he just knows it's in there goes in and gets it and then i sort of forgot because then a bunch of action happened but then boom he flew in and uh he just looked awesome like he he looked uh you know i'll say a little little bit larger than uh we're used to but absolutely nothing wrong with that and that just happens with you know Tamara morrison's like it's been you know upwards of 10 years i can't be able to doing the mass right now since he was in star wars so of course he's going to look different but yeah, he, he looked awesome. And uh, then he does his little jetpack shooting thing and <laughs> tries to shoot a ship, but then it shoots the other ship and then that ship crashes into the other one. And then, yeah, oh, I was aiming for the other one, all that, just just loved it. It, it was great. I can't even form like my sentences right now because I'm just so excited 
and riding off the high that this episode gave me. So, yeah. But then Gideon's cruiser um, appears in the sky and shoots down the Razor Crest for good. It's it's gone. It's been beaten up for the last uh, how long's it been? Fourteen chapters or so. And yeah, rip the Razor Crest. I actually could, I actually got like upset. Genuinely, I was like, oh no, the Razor Crest. But it's pretty funny. Um, you know, Disney Lucasfilm have been selling endless amounts of you know. Uh, the child merch and Razor Crest merch. So, you know, all those people that bought the Razor Crest. I mean, I'm not saying they should get a refund or anything, but that's it's a bit upsetting. Uh, anyway, so then yeah, get in. Deploys the Dark Troopers. Um, so cool, so cool. Just so much good Star Wars stuff in this episode. This really just felt like what I was waiting for in the Mandalorian. This and um, the first episode of this series. It's just so good. Um, anyway, so they, the dark troopers take him, fly back up to the ship and yeah, Din, you can just see, um, like, well, you can't see, but you can just sense like his anger and frustration under the helmet. He doesn't really act like it, but if he had that helmet off, I don't think, yeah, we would be thinking that he was cool, calm and collected like he acted, but Boba in the slave one, so cool. I, I need to stop describing things like that, but Boba in the slave one was epic, so uh, yeah, and then he says, oh, the Empire's back. I'm, I can see it with my own eyes. Um, but yeah, Din finds his spear and Grogu's little bowl amongst the wreckage of the Razor Crest, which, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's all he needs to, you know, keep himself going, I guess. Um, I think... I, I, I like the what the that little bowl kind of signifies. It, it feels like that's really um, Grogu and Din's relationship and stuff. You know, even though it's just a little metal bowl, it's... Uh, you know, I like it. I like that from Favreau. It's, it's a nice touch. So, um, yeah, Boba shows Din his chain code and reveals Django was also a foundling, which is super cool because it makes me think back to Olmac saying, oh, Django fed. He's not a Mandalorian, anything like that. So maybe, you know, I guess he, he's obviously not in the Creed because he takes his helmet off, but um, maybe similar to Din, he was in some sort of extremist group that, that you know the main sort of mandalorians not main but you know the, the people we saw in the clone wars you know they all think oh they're just they're they're a load of nut jobs um he's just a part of one of those group maybe because they seem to not really accept him as a mandalorian but now obviously we know bobus said it himself that Django was a family or was it din um anyway so din accepts that um it's bobus armor gives it to him which is great um but yeah i really liked you know boba was super sort of honorable um, he's not just that guy that wears the helmet and shoots stuff and gets Han Solo and all that and he's a bounty hunter. You know, he's... Even if he doesn't consider himself a Mandalorian, he's sort of acting like it, you know, honouring his word. He's saying that he'll be in debt to Din until Grogu's returned to him safely. But yeah, that pretty much means we're going to be with Boba Fett for the rest of the season, which is mind-blowing. Like, really, I just didn't think that was going to happen. We saw him in the first episode, and I thought, oh, cool, tease for season three or something. But he's he's teaming up with Din to help find Grogu, which is awesome. But, yeah, then we are we get back on Navarro. We're with Cara Dune, who uh, appears to be officially a part of the New Republic now. And Din sort of asking about Mayfeld from season one, who I didn't like his episode in season one but I really liked his character he was the only character out of that sort of prison gang that I really actually liked the rest really disliked to be honest but Mayfield I thought was awesome so I'd love him to come back and maybe I guess that's probably what we're going to be doing next episode is freeing Mayfield which you know I'm guessing 
Favreau is going to slow the story down at one stage. I'm guessing pro- that would probably be next week. And then um, the season finale is going to just be all out, you know, everyone going for Grogu, everyone trying to free him, all that. But I would love if we get uh, to next week and it, he's, you know, been freed in the first five minutes. But anyway, Kara says that he's not going to help Din do all this because um, you know, being part of the New Republic, you need to follow the rules and all that. And then uh, he says, well, you know, look, they've got they've got the kid and immediately she just says yeah i wish i not say anything but you can see she's thinking okay well guess that means i'm helping you so yeah but then we are back in uh with gideon and on his ship and grogu is in prison killing a bunch of stormtroopers and gideon being the villain he is stands there smiling and watching them which is just <laughs> it's very you know it's it's creepy but it's great it john carlo esposito is such a great actor um but yeah go grogu gets tired every time he uses the force as we see but gideon really points that out here and now uh, yeah gideon pulls out the dark saber and uh says pretty much just says yeah you have a you're gonna wield one of these one day something along those lines and uh looks like you could use a nice long sleep and then tells um one of the officers to tell someone that we've got our donor so what does that mean? Once again, I love when episode leaves us just asking all these questions, wanting to know more all that. So it's great. But um, I, I'm still sticking to my original theory that Gideon is building a force sensitive army. So I think there's four possibilities. The the donor is for either Snoke, Palpatine, Gideon himself, or his little force sensitive army, which I've predicted. I still think that's what he's trying to do because he wants to take back the galaxy as the empire race loan and all the the first order people are sort of abandoned him and he's like well i'm gonna bring the empire back by myself then and i'm gonna do it with my force sensitive army that's still my guess i could be way off and maybe none of those four things that i just said are the case but um i mean i highly doubt to be honest but yeah what an episode what an episode like what's next i've pretty much already covered it i think next week we're going to be um looking trying to get uh, mayfield out of prison getting him part of the gang and sort of really assembling his whole team to go go after Grogu. You know, we'll have Grief, Kara, maybe Ahsoka. I I don't think so. I feel like Ahsoka, they're going to just leave her with that episode and she, she's done with the Mandalorian. But um, probably the, the myth role, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Mayfield, uh, Boba Fett, obviously, Fennec Shand. It's going to be awesome. It's it's an upgrade from last season. Um, but obviously we don't have Quill and uh ig11 which is sad but you know and but yeah the season finale i don't know what to expect like i think i know what to expect that we're going to go free grogu but is it going to be the end of the the end of gideon are they gonna you know get rid of that all the empire stuff and next season we focus on something else i i really don't know i feel like john carlos Pacito is going to hang around for a while so and that's just by the way he talks about the show he could just be excited to be in the show and i'm reading too much into that but oh the, the good thing is I honestly can't predict anything with confidence because I have no idea what's going to happen. It's so great and I just, I love Fridays now because we get new Mandalorian every single Friday. So it's been great. But as always, before I go, an overall rating of the episode, I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. It was fantastic. I couldn't get enough of it. I was upset that it was short, but you know, that that's just the way the episode was written and that's completely fine. Um... You know, if they had have made it longer, maybe it wouldn't have been as good an episode and the pacing would have been all muddled up. So, 
Uh, it was fantastic for what it is. I'm not sure where I'd rank it in terms of this season's episode. Um, I still think uh, Chapter 9, the season premiere, is my favorite episode. But um, I'd say it's it's probably level with the heiress. It's equal second there. It is, yeah, it's... It's a fantastic episode, what can I say? Before I finish up, just want to say Tamara Morrison, what a fantastic job he did. Like I I'm not sure if he would have been completely on board with coming back. Um but whether he was or wasn't, he did he's done such a good job. Uh I he just it, it felt like Boba Fett, you know, with the Soka um last week. I I knew it was a Soka, but it didn't always feel like her this week. I it felt like Boba Fett and I just I knew it was you know, just the way he sounded, he looked, he acted like it was fantastic. And that's a credit to Tamaru Morrison. So good on him. So yeah, look, that just about wraps up this week's episode. If you haven't already, please drop a like, comment, rating, or review, depending on how you're listening and subscribe or follow the channel. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll see you all next Friday for another Mandalorian review. As always, thanks for listening and may the force be with you.